Welcome to Your Big Idea Podcast, the inspirational podcast designed for you, the entrepreneur who wants to grow your business online, make an impact, and teach what you love. Here's your host, Jake Press. Hey guys, I'm Jake Press, your Big Idea Guy, and today we have a special guest, the man with the encouraging plan, author, pastor, and founder of the brand and app, Encouraging Word, my good friend, Mr. Mark Stewart. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good. Good to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Um, Mark, the show is designed for entrepreneurs and thought leaders to encourage and inspire people to live their purpose and their big idea. Tell us about your big idea. What inspired you with your purpose to focus on encouraging others? Leadership is designed to bring out the best in others. Real leadership. Uh, Real leadership is concerned about not my success, but the success of others. Uh, Zip Ziglar was really good on uh, in his book, See You at the Top, that if you want to get to the top, help others get to the top and you will be there. That always struck me. And, you know, people that were around, everyone that I've worked with, the reality is they need some kind of validation in their life. They need to know that their life is of value, they're accepted. So that just became part of my goal, leadership style, was simply to help others feel accommodated, feel validated, help, help them in their success. Excellent. That's important. People want to feel appreciated. People want to feel uh, encouraged, especially given what's going on right now uh, in the world and what's happened in the world over the last couple of years. People are looking for positivity. They're looking for hope. They're looking for to, to find something within themselves that makes them better. And they're also looking for other people um, that can help them, you know, in their journey. Um, talk to me about some of your daily encouragement practices. What are, what are things that you do on a day-to-day basis to find encouragement? Well, one of my objectives is to remain and stay as positive as I can. So I've got to do those things that really helped me focus on what's going well in life versus what's not going well in life. We all have issues. We all have problems. We're inundated with pressures and stress. So it's very difficult to stay positive in what I would call an unpositive world. You're going against the grain. So there's just some things that, that I try to do. I, you know, I, I don't let a day go by that I don't spend some time in God's word. Uh, I need that. God's word is so full of promises and I'm looking at my problems. So when I wake up in the morning, I think that's kind of, I, I don't know what Jake, I don't know what your default is. My, my default is I wake up in the morning and I begin to think about all the things that need to be done, things that aren't right, that need to be fixed, uh, goals that need to be achieved. And, and I'm at right now, then and there, I'm starting off on the wrong foot. So I got to get back on the right foot. So I sit down and I began to go through some promises from God that I've recorded on my iPad as a review to where reality really is. So that's one of the main things that I do to stay encouraged in my own life. That's awesome. Yeah, that self-awareness is so important. Uh, we, we have to be aware of our surroundings because we can wake up 
and we can start thinking about, like you just said, what you have to do, what you didn't do, and it could start to create anxiety and stress. And it's, it's essentially starting your day off wrong. And when you start your day off like that, it's just a ripple effect for the rest of the day, right? But if you anchor yourself back to things like the app, Encouraging Word by Mark Stewart on the App Store, uh, then you can start to find that anchor of encouragement, something that starts off positive, uh, which is which is really nice. Yeah, I, I, that happens to me, um, Mark. I think that's just a, a reality of life. You just kind of have to there's a consistent resetting, right? We have to reset our expectations. Yeah. We have to reset our mindset. We have to reset, you know, the things that are important to us and tasks are always, it, it's like a, it's an ongoing thing. It's like, it's, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a tributes to a mirage, right? Your, your yep. task list will never, ever end no matter what personal, right. professional, you name it. There's always something to do. Wife always has something for me to do. That's always on the list. That has to get sometimes a higher priority. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely get it. Um, what do we know about encouragement in the Bible? Kind of break that down for us a little bit. What is you know what does the Bible talk about? You know, in, in encouragement. Well, you know, it's interesting. The Bible is inundated with the word encourage. Uh, encouraging others, being encouraged by God, that, that the Holy Spirit is one of his words, one of the names of, the, of him is the encourager. And it's, you know, the word in itself, the English word encourage means to instill courage into someone, uh, which means the same thing in, in the Greek is to instill strength. Uh, I think of the life of David and and God had called him to be king of Israel, but everything went wrong. His, he was constantly fighting just to stay alive in his life and, and, and uh, on the run all the time, one problem after the next. And Jonathan, Saul's son, meets with him privately, and it says, Jonathan encouraged David in the Lord. In other words, he helped David have his strength in God, not in himself. And I think about that. Encouragement is simply instilling strength in others, uh, instilling strength in ourselves, helping others have hope. And we all need that. Mm -hmm. And so it, one of the admonitions over and over is to encourage one another and to find our encouragement in God and in Christ himself. So it's a rich word. Let's go back to the original language of the New Testament. That word encourage is, uh, is actually translated three ways. It's parakaleo, which means to come alongside someone, uh, to call alongside. And that word is translated three primary ways, to exhort, to encourage, and to comfort. And you think about that. Any Everybody we meet, needs one of those three things. They've got things going wrong in their life, or they've got some bad habits or sins, whatever you want to call it. They need to be exhorted to knock it off. I mean, I listened to your your podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago about bad habits and changing habits. We need that. We needed that exhortation, Jake, for that. There are times then, so there, there are things that need to be changed in our life. That's exhortation. There are times that we've been trying our hardest, working through things, dealing with stress, and we're just worn out. 
we're just tired and we need, we need to be encouraged. We need some new strength. But then there's times when we've experienced loss. I mean, it could be a serious loss of someone, it could be loss of a job, loss of a vision or a dream, just loss of, a, of an idea you had that, that, you, 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 that never comes to fruition. I, I don't know, you could lose money, whatever it is, and we need comforting. So the one who's, who, the, the spiritual gift of encouragement, which I talk about in, in my spiritual gifts app, is to, is to help people where they're at. So there are times when you're, whoever you're around, they're going to either need to be exhorted, encouraged, or, or comforted. Okay. I mean, if they're doing a good job, you want to, you want to appreciate them. That, that's encouragement. You want to validate what they're doing. That keeps them going. That gives them new energy. If they've got some loss, something's going bad at home, uh, something's going on with one of their kids, they need some comfort. They just need, they need somebody to come along and say, say, Hey, I, I understand what you're going through. And that's tough. That's no fun. And then again, the, the exhortation, we all hate exhortation. But, you know, we need it. That's probably the most helpful of all of them is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing things up here and I need somebody just to say, stop it, knock it off and, and get back on track. That's so helpful. Uh, you know, instilling strength is something where when we instill strength in others, you know, we can it we we kind of generate a new strength for ourselves right so that we can take on certain things so i think i think the more that we're encouraging others we're we're also in fact encouraging ourselves you know we're 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 affecting yeah. that so i like the i like the three things exhort encourage and comfort you know there's a lot of people that have had a lot of loss you know over the last couple of years whether it's um you know people or jobs or finances or vision or dreams um you know there's, there's a lot that's happened, but I believe that we're on the, I believe we're on the upswing of, of a bright future, you know, ahead of us. Um, and, and, but people are still looking for, um, you know, encouragement on the things that they're trying to do for their life. What could somebody do that it, you know, that's dealt with some of those things that's dealt with some of the loss that needs that comfort? What are some of the things that they can do to, bring that to their life. So something that's, that's more sustainable for them that can help them in their journey. You know, I've been helping um, a friend of mine who is, has recently experienced some tremendous loss. He lost his dad. He lost his stepmom within in the uh, next several months of each other, which he loved uh, both of them deeply. Uh, and then he was, uh, then he retired, and in a good way, he retired. But he was now not working a job, and he was he was without his parents. But he didn't understand why he was delving into de to depression, and the problem was he had never grieved. He just kind of bucked it up and kept going, and wanted to be strong, and tried to tried to um, just kind of put everything in a box and not deal with it. And now he's realized, you know, the problem is he's just never fully grieved. Here's what I need to do. I've ha I've had to, when we, I've had to do this with myself. I've had to acknowledge what are my losses in life. We hate talking about that or thinking about it because it hurts. But you know, when we when we bring all that pain and all that loss 
to, to the God of the universe who loves us deeply, who knows what loss is, he can handle that. And that's one of the things to do is, is really acknowledge first that I've had loss and then to talk to others about it. I talked to my wife. I finally just sit down and just say, you know, honey, I, I, I think I'm really grieving. I'm grieving over that I'm losing my health. Uh, some visions, dreams I've, I've had will never come to pass. Um, you know, our kids are our kids and I can't change those things. And I, and I grieve over things I could have done in the past. Got to get all that out. Yeah. And once you deal with that, then, then that can be replaced with new strength to do new things and not dwell in the past. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's definitely some story, you know, um, you were, you were mentioning that your the story about your friend and, and the loss that they had had and then trying to find, I guess, that opportunity or, or that acknowledgement to, like you said, grieve. Right. I mean, I think that's, that was the, that was the message there was if we don't, if we don't acknowledge that we had loss, if we don't like take that in, it's almost like we can't move forward or no, even if we, right yeah. yeah, even, even if we're moving forward, it's like we're, we're, we might be doing so in the physical, but we're not in the maybe emotional, spiritual connection. Yeah. We're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I burned out as a pastor doing, doing too much stuff. Uh, not, I'm not burned out with the Lord of the ministry, but um, I, you know, I just, I didn't acknowledge a lot of things in my life. I just kept plugging away and gutting it out until I had no energy left. You know, I know that your, your story, Mark, is a powerful story. Uh, it's a story of strength. Um, you've, uh, you've overcome a lot uh, in, in life for sure. Uh, being your friend, I, I, I know your story and I think it's, um, if there's anything you want to, you know, share about that, of just the man behind encouraging word who is, who needed so much encouragement himself. Uh, I, I think it's just such an inspiring story. Well, you know, that's why I, I produced the encouraging word. It all started as uh, a way to encourage my congregation, I would send out one verse a week that just dealt with just one promise of God. That was to keep people focused off their problems and onto the real problem solver. And I knew that by firsthand experience because God had brought me through just some really horrendous things in the ministry. I think you all understand that. Anybody who's involved with church, you've seen church splits, you've seen pastors uh, be, be annihilated. Uh, you've seen Christians just attack each other, and, and it's really, it's just not, it's just not much fun. So what keeps us going? So I sent this out on a weekly basis, you know, and I ended up with 400 and something of these. I just kept it going even when I wasn't a pastor, and it, and it kind of went all over the place. And that's why I finally took 365 of these uh, with your help and put them in an app so people can just have a, a promise to God to hang on to as they start their day. For someone that, you know, for those that many people over the last couple of years that have had some level of, of loss, whether it's even just emotional connected support or physical connected support, you know, at some point we were all, you know, everybody in the world uh, was, was dealing with something. Um, 
but it's not just about that. It's about, you know, us, us as individuals, what are some things that us as individuals can do to get connected to, um, things that are encouragement, maybe it's additional resources for encouragement. You know, what are some recommendations that you have? Well, I will say this, Jake, uh, your, your podcast sure fills a void and it's, you are very encouraging. That's one of your gifts as well. And, and, uh, and then your podcast as I've listened to them. You really, a person comes away having listened to you feel a little bit more excited about the day and a little bit more excited about life. So I, I do recommend that. I just thought wow. I'd throw that in for your sake. Wow. Thank uh, you so much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, here's the, in a world that we do not have control over anything. There's, there's three things, Well, there's only three things we do have control of over. Um, it's it, we, we have control over what we think, what we say and what we do. I can't control my wife. I can't control my kids. I can't control the government. I can't control the economy. There's so many things that are that are out of my control. There's really nothing in my control but those three things. So I really work hard to shift my thinking to what am I thankful for? And I have a list of all these things that I keep of what I'm thankful for, what brings me joy. Uh, my daughter gave me a book, one of those things that you write down, three things that you're thankful for every day. And that's a wonderful discipline. Uh, and I, uh, there's also the aspect of what am I doing? Okay. What am I thinking? What am I saying to people? Do I speak words of faith to myself? Do I speak words of faith to others or am I constantly complaining and criticizing and frustrated and angry because of all the injustice in my life and in the world? But, you know, one, there is one thing I, I continue to recommend. Focus on those things that are life-giving, not life-sucking, not life-draining. You know, when we're younger, we can do all these things and, and not worry about it and conquer the world. But, you know, as we get older... Why expend all that energy? So I began to center my life around those things that were life-giving and eliminating those things that are life-draining. So those are some things that, that I would recommend at this point. That's great. I love that. Centering your life, anchoring your life to things that are life-giving, not life-draining. You know, there's that's a host of things. And well, I mean, we that's, that's essentially doing some cleanup in our life, right? I mean, that's just going through the checklist of the different areas. That's, that's personally, that's business, that's spiritual, that's relational, you know, that's, you know, friends that perhaps are toxic, you know, that, that they just always feel like they're bringing a negative vibe. They're always bringing something that's draining us, right? When, if, if they're not, if they're not benefiting us in a way, not for the sake of what are we getting out of it, but for the sake of edifying, right? Then, mm -hmm. Oh. why are they in the life right why why are they in why are they in our circle you know I, I think that's such a really important aspect of it so i i think of the word like elimination how do you go about the process of eliminating and, and discovering you know what is toxic in your life across those different areas and how do you actually action the elimination uh, process well my problem was i was i was making decisions to please others i'm, I'm a real people pleaser 
I want people to think well of me. I don't want anybody to think bad of me. I don't want anybody to like me. But you know what? That that just sucks the life out of me. That becomes very life draining. And you know, I could worry about what other people think of me, or I can go out and make a difference in the world. So I begin to evaluate all of my decisions. So there, I'm asked a lot of things. I know you are too. But I try to discipline myself and say, okay, would this ultimately be life-giving to me? Or is this going to take out my energy and, and, and be life-draining? So I said no to a lot of people that said, hey, can you come along and help me in this or help me in that? Or can you do this for me? And, you know, can you connect me to this person or whatever? And I love these people, but I've already got so many commitments and things that are so full, I have to say no. And, you know, they, they don't, I'm sure they don't like that, but I can't spend my life, you know, helping other people feel better all the time. I know it sounds kind of odd, but. No, it's, it's, it's true. I, I'm just, I'm just tired of being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, and I, and I don't know how much time I have left. Mm-hmm. So I want to invest in those things that could, that continue to increase my energy, not decrease it. Yeah, I think of replenish. You know, we yeah. if we're constantly just giving out but not receiving in return, then we we can't be replenished. Which means eventually that battery life's going to fade. Right. That like it's going to get mm-hmm. down to lower. Oh, it's lower. It's lower. Think of it. Think of your your iPhone or Android, whatever you use. Think about your phone. You know, you're the more you're using it, the battery life's going down and down and down and down. It has to recharge. So I think there's some element of a, an illustration of the more we can come back to our core and be recharged, the more mm-hmm. we can, you know, positively affect others. But people can help recharge us. Right. And that's the whole point of encouragement. You know, I think it's, it's so important. I was looking at the science behind encouraging words. Cause I was like, okay, let's, let's dive into this a little bit more. Let's talk about encouraging words, but let's talk about the science behind it. And Dr. Andrew Newberg and Mark Robert Waldman said that when we hold optimistic and uplifting words in our mind, we stimulate parts of our brain that affect our propensity to take action. Think about that. So when we are encouraged, our brain is actually uplifted in a way where it initiates action. And the more we're exposed to positive content, the more we start to view ourselves and others differently. Now, on the flip side of it, it's proved that negative words release stress and also Mm -hmm. create anxiety-inducing hormones, which means propensity to take inaction, right? So think about that. That's just, I think that's, that's something that's really powerful when we're talking about encouragement. It's, it's not just, Hey, I want to make you feel good. It's, Hey, I want your brain to do what it's supposed to do. I want your person mm-hmm. to be charged up. I'm going to plug into you with this encouragement so that you can get to the charging point so that you can do what you're supposed to do, which ties into the three things you just said. You know, you said, what we said, you know, things that we can control, right? You said what we think, what we say, and what we do. And what we think, uh, Jim Quick says this, I love this. He says, our mind eavesdrops on what we say. So, and I love that he talks about being, that's Jim Quick all the way, uh, uh, Quick Brain uh, Academy, and talking about brains being supercomputers. And they are because our mind eavesdrops on what we say. So if what we say about ourselves 
and we say negative things about ourselves, our mind listens to those things and it starts to program our brain to tell our brain that those things are what we are. So when we say positive things about ourselves, that our brain starts to be programmed to say, oh, the positivity, yes, yes, that, that connects, that's a real thing, that's who we are. And so it's so important that what we receive and what we say uh, connect to ultimately where we want to go. No, I, I can't agree with you more. You know, it's interesting. God has given us a lot of power in our words. I, I know it says in Proverbs that the, the, the tongue, that our words have the power of life and death. And that's, that's hard to imagine. But, you know, we can speak life into people or we can speak, as you said, death in a way that, that tears a person down. They always want to be validated and appreciated and accepted for who they are. We have that ability to do that. You know, people, people love being around those and make them feel better about themselves. You know, you're talking about optimism. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because there is, there's just some research that I've been looking at lately that points out optimistic people always live longer and they're always happier than anybody else. That's excellent. And that's optimism. Even it, it's like optimism and joy tied into the same, right? So, I mean, the Bible talks about joy and we can have joy in the midst of our circumstances. Optimism and joy could work hand in hand. We could be optimistic about the future, about where we're going and, and who we were created to be, regardless of maybe some of the things that are happening that could have certainly affect our life. But for optimistic of it, that helps us get through it in a way that ultimately will lead to a positive result. Um, you talk about people pleasing. That is huge. When you look at social and you look at how social media is just affected so many people, we want to be known. We want to, you know, we want our brands known. We want to be known for the mark of whatever, you know, whatever it is that we want to leave behind or whatever it is that we want to communicate or, or, or be known for. We're all just trying to do that in this way. And I think there, there has to be, we want to, we want to deliver messages and be authentic and connect with people and have them enjoy listening to us. Right. Um, or have them, you know, enjoy reading our books or, 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 you know, courses or content or whatever, whatever it is that we have or whatever we're offering, we want them to be connected to those things. But there also is that balance of you, it can't just be all about that because if you're, if it's all just about what you're able to deliver others, then when you don't, show up when you don't deliver in that way, then your value is tied to the deliverables versus who you are. And so I think that that's the break of people pleasing is when you can just be authentically yourself. And sometimes you don't want to do anything. And sometimes you do. And it's okay. You know, I think that I think we should just be real with ourselves, especially across social, where it's not always the best picture wins. You know, it's not always like the, the, the right filter gets you the, the, the right click throughs or the, you know, the, that perfect video is going to get you the most call to action clicks or, or sales or what have you. I think if we just authentically put ourselves out there and say, here's what I am. I'm multifaceted. I'm enjoying these types of things. This is, this is what I am. If you like that about me, connect with me, but I don't want to just be who you think I should be just so I can get your attention. Well said. You know, the bottom line is we have to live with ourselves and we have to respect ourselves. And sometimes in going back to trying to please people or putting on a good image, uh, we end up not respecting ourselves 
because we feel like we've compromised just so others think well of us. Or, or I try and look, look at others for some kind of validation for my existence. You know, I, it's, it's really funny. It, it, marriage, marriage is such a uh, magnifying glass of our, of our lives. And there, there are times where I try to please my wife, Jan. And she realizes I'm trying to do it. I keep saying, honey, what do you want? You know, I'm trying to, whatever I can do. And she, and she finally says, Mark, quit trying to please me. If you please God, I'll be happy. But quit trying to please me. And it's just, you know, it's, we both laugh because I'm always doing that. And she, you know, she it just takes a huge burden off of me because she's right. Yeah, I'm always trying to please her. That's so good. Well, it's, it, you guys have, it sounds like you guys, I know you guys have a wonderful marriage and, and relationship where you're connected and to be ultimately connected to the power source, the ultimate power source that charges us all. I mean, that obviously makes sense. We want to, we want to please the creator uh, so that we can ultimately, you know, get connected in the right way. Um, I, I think that's just really important. And I would just say that for those that are listening that are dealing with certain things right now. If you're dealing with job loss, if you're dealing with personal loss, if you're dealing with financial loss, if you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, just know that this is not, it's not it. That's not the end for you. This is not the end of the road. Um, there is a, a another day which is coming tomorrow, but ultimately if we can just focus on living on in the now and just understanding that when you have, when you start to encourage yourself and connect yourself to like the encouraging word app, uh, which is on the, uh, the app store and other, and get, and get other resources of, of encouragement and find other you know, peer groups that can help you with encouragement, uh, whether it's, you know, church groups or other groups, even outside of church that are just going to help and connect you to where you are right now, speak into your life and give you that motivation and optimism to get through it. Um, I think that's going to be super important and obviously, and ultimately getting connected to the creator, getting connected to God, you know, as, as, as a Christian and uh, you know, Mark, you know, here of course, as well as a believer, we're both believers. You know, we believe in being connected ultimately to, to Jesus, to his word, to his promise. And, uh, and, and what that means for our lives is just, it's, it's immeasurable. You know, I mean, we were, we were created, you were created, for a purpose, live your purpose. You know, you were created um, with a very, very unique. There's only one of you. And so uh, just understand that this message is for you. And if you're hearing this and thinking that this is for you, I promise you this message is for you. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, so much fun. I'll have to have you back. I've, I've really appreciated you, who you are as a person, and all, all the. I know a lot of the work you do, and I know how many people you really help be successful, and, and you really do care about the well-being of other people. And it's 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 life-giving to me to be around someone like that. Wow. Well, that just filled me up today. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, no, man, love you, brother. Appreciate you so much. And um, for those that are listening in. Uh, you can find Mark Stewart at the Encouraging Word app by Mark Stewart on the App Store, on iOS, on the App Store. 
uh, Apple and on the Google Play Store on Android. All right, perfect. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm looking forward to upcoming interviews with people like you that are inspiring others with their big idea. And I'm excited for those to go live. Until next time, you were created for a purpose, live your purpose and your big idea. This episode of the Your Big Idea podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more business strategies and tips from the pros to create the online business you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.